welcome everybody to the very first episode of Papa Spice's Hot Takes with Hans and Harry. Um, so glad to have you guys here today. Uh, and thank you for tuning in to listen. So what is Hot Takes? Um, well, Hot Takes is a show with me and two of my buds. We're going to be talking about pop culture. Uh, you might know me, Papa Spice, Greg Rice, from my YouTube channel. Um, and that might be where you're watching it, but if you're catching the audio on Spotify or any other uh, place, you know, I appreciate you tuning in regardless. Um, on my YouTube channel, I like to do um, spicy challenges and reviews and stuff like that. There's not going to be any type of spicy food here, but there are going to be some spicy takes and uh, those coming from myself and my friends. Um, so I'm sure you've already seen the episode title when you hit download uh, to listen to our podcast. But today's episode is going to be about the Mandalorian season two finale. We're talking chapter 16, the rescue. Um, and yeah, so that's pretty much it. As far as our show goes, we're going to try and keep a somewhat brisk pace, but you know, we'll see where it goes. Uh, so a little bit about myself. Um, Name's Greg. As I mentioned, I have a YouTube channel. Please uh, like and subscribe to that. Check out my videos. Uh, I met my boys Hans and Harry here, who Hans you'll hear alternatively referred to as Chris. <laughs> um, but I met them through a former job I had uh, many, many years ago. Chris, I, I think it's been almost uh, 20 years. It's close to 20 years for us. And Harry, it's like 15. Yeah, so, yep. yeah it was like 2003. So yeah. We're, uh, we're trucking on up there as far as um, intros go. But, you know, as far as myself, a little bit about me, um, live in Jersey, uh, have a daughter and a wife, um, doing good over here. Love to play Magic the Gathering. Uh, love to collect hot toys. If you don't know what they are, look them up. I promise they're not anything uh, Anything weird. hot. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Dragon Ball figures as well. I love to collect those. Um, but we're here for pop culture and that's what we're going to be talking. Uh, so Hans, my man, Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thank you very much, Greg. So as Greg said, uh, my real name's Chris. Uh, I go by Hans, which is complimentary to Harry, giving <laughs> that in that name many years ago. Um, I'm from Pennsylvania. Um, as Greg had mentioned, I met both these guys from a previous job. So I'm very into the pop culture world in terms of hot takes. Um, I am usually the one that will kind of troll someone in terms of any kind of controversial topic in the science fiction world. Um, I do not like Christopher Nolan films except Interstellar. <laughs> uh, other than that, I, I have a wife and a son. Um, you know, I, I love talking about anything about movies and TV shows. Um, one of the things I've, want, I've been wanting to do for a while is get on a podcast and be able to share my thoughts and kind of discuss them with anyone else that is interested. So this is a, a something that I've been wanting to kind of get involved with for a very long time. So thankfully, Greg had invited me to to join this. And we love to have you. Yeah. And yes, your your takes are usually the spiciest of our group. So uh, the hottest. <laughs> we all know who the troublemaker is going to be. Let's, let's hope we don't have to rank Nolan movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, my buddy, Harry, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Greg. Uh, or should I say Papa Spice? Um, yeah. So expanding the brand with the Papa Spice. Um, as Greg said, I'm Harry. Uh, I will soon have a wife uh, get married this year. Both uh, Papa Spice and Hans will, will be there. 
Um, so met you guys as, as you guys were saying about 15 years ago, um, at a, at a lovely, lovely job, uh, where it was, it was better 15 years ago than it is today. I'll say that much. Um, but yeah, I'm into, uh, into a lot of things. I, I like to just pretty much watch anything. I'll give anything a shot. Um, you know, uh, when the wife has on the Grey's Anatomy, I'll get sucked into that. Um, I can't believe that's the first thing that came to my mind um, for saying things, but yeah. Um, but Star Wars, obviously, big big uh, impact on my life. Um, wasn't wasn't so sure about Mando during the first season. I got to be honest, um, but very excited to to continue it because I felt like the season was a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, also in Liverpool Football Club, you know, an English Premier League team. So let's go um yeah and just any any anything let's let's talk about anything let's go and i would also say that you're like our resident auteur director slash artsy film guy i think chris and i we dive right into the geeky side of things oh Uh, 100 uh you you more so you're i'd say dabbles you do more than dabble on the geeky side but when it comes to art films and stuff like that, you're, you're the guy. Listen, I'm always the first one on that. You guys will watch the new Batman, the new, whatever. I will stick to my art house. Seven people saw it and me. So I'm all in. What was, uh, what, uh, what was the last, um, uh, Oh God, I can't even think of his name now. What a terrible film fan I am. What's the, <laughs> what's the guy that everybody is like, Oh, the greatest actor of our generation. Miles Teller. No, shut up. Um, <laughs> The, uh, and this this podcast taking a turn already. We're not even talking yeah. about Mando yet. Um, uh, no, from um, uh, oh Phantom Thread. Oh Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, yeah, D- yeah, that's right. DDL, yeah. <laughs> as we call him in the know. Yeah, Daniel Day Lewis. You're like yeah. Daniel Day Lewis, uh, uh, big guy. I, and I, and, I'll, and I'm not gonna lie. I'll watch Daniel Day Lewis sit in a corner reading <laughs> riceroni ingredients for two hours. And what a sight it would be. I'm on the same I'm page. sure that would be almost as exciting as the fans. Best performance ever. I'll give him that fourth, that fourth Academy Award. Don't let Sean hear you that you're dissing. Don't let Sean and Frank hear you dissing Phantom Thread. Oh, I know. Yeah, they're, uh, we'll have to keep it quiet. So moving on from Phantom Thread, the real reason we're here, like I mentioned, uh, talking about Mando Season 2, Chapter 16, The Rescue. So what we're going to do, um, you know, we were uh, – kind of thinking of ways to tackle this and uh, decided that we're going to kind of just do a breakdown of different points and thoughts we had about the episode going chronologically. So if you guys watch the episode, our points will kind of reflect as the, the episode progresses. Yeah. Um, so we did that just for you guys, uh, our listeners. So I guess I'll start off. Um, you know, the first note that I really had was, uh, Oh, when... hold on real quick. We're, yeah, yeah. We're, we're going spoilers. So I mean, oh, I know thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like... Thank you. If you, if you if you haven't seen it, pause us, come yes. back, and, heavy, we'll, and then resume. Heavy spoilers. I'm That's, talking like the heaviest. We're yeah. going to be not you cutting anything. So, yeah, if you haven't seen it, pause, go check it out, come back. Hands, you wanted to say something? You need to put a spoiler warning on it at this point. This is like saying like if you're talking about Empire Listen, Strikes Back. We know people that haven't watched got, it yet. Yeah, we do. So, yes, we, we have to. Um I didn't put one in the tags or anything yet, but yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. But yeah, for definitely. Sure. Thank you for that, Harry. That was yeah, a good catch. Of course. Um, <laughs> okay. Going so in. the first point that I noticed um, is when everybody's in the bar, uh, you know, I just, I kind of found it interesting that um, Bo-Katan 
downplayed helping out with uh, the rescue of the child and and um, uh, taking down Moff Gideon because she knows Gideon has the dark saber. Mm. Like that's she she knew. Like even from earlier in the season, we saw that. So why is it that she is like she's she's like really coy and almost aloof about it? And I'm like, yeah. you know what what's going on there? I don't know. I just I found it weird. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's definitely uh, the to help for the next season of, of Mandalorian. I think there's definitely some ambiguity there left with her character as far as what she's saying. Um, but it's like, yeah, these are perfect opportunities to have a discussion that, hey, I need to I need to beat Moff. So just a heads up, um, I need to actually fight him in combat to get his sword uh, or to even just have any type of, you know, rational discussion. Yeah, no mention to, of that anywhere to the boys, nothing, you know. Nothing. We're no, the ladies. Not, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Yeah, and 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 kind of when I when I saw your note about that, I one of the things I, I noticed is I don't know whether or not if she kind of was kind of looking at it and saying, "All right, well, you know, this small group's going to try and take over uh like a imperial destroyer." And, you know, in in that point, she's probably looking at it and saying like, "We don't have enough people." And I rather mm-hmm. I'd like the risks, like, is the risk really going to, is it really worth it at this point? But I mean, as we saw later in the episode, I, they're like a small army. Like they had, they had absolutely no problem wiping that, 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 uh, that, uh, ship out. I mean, to be fair, it's what, like three slash four, if you count Boba Mandalorians and additional people versus stormtroopers. Like, come right. on. Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, Listen, stormtroopers yeah. have an incredible record of killing and destroying and dominating. Sure, I don't know what you're talking sure. about. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 and I agree. It was interesting, like her, like her, her hesitancy. But, um, you know, I, it, I mean, I don't want to say it worked out for her in the end. We'll mm-hmm. probably get to that a little bit. <laughs> Harry, you had a thought about the mission itself. Yeah, listen. I mean, there's nothing. There's nothing Star Wars loves more than having to go undercover in the enemy's base or infiltrate a base or, as this episode is titled, the rescue. They they love it. You know, uh, if you gotta if you gotta even look back to the first Star Wars, uh, A New Hope. Uh, spoiler alert, I guess, if you've never seen The New Hope, just in case. But if you haven't seen um, it. How dare you? <laughs> they gotta they they gotta go to the Death Star and they gotta infiltrate the Death Star and mm-hmm. then it's like if you you know I I'm trying to remember the Han Solo movie but like well, I feel like they had to go undercover there. Okay, so let me let me put a pause on that. Let, yeah, let's go through every movie and see if there is a base rescue or invasion. Right. So Dude. we'll start with Episode One. The movie starts off with one. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Attack of the Clones. Is there one in there? Technically, I guess. Well, I don't know if it's like a. I guess I don't LeBron know. You, Camino. I'd say. <sighs> I guess you can either count Camino or like even at the like towards the end with the final lightsaber fight, like. Yeah, yeah. all the Jedi like swarm on the. They're kind of like including yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. So we'll count that. That's two. Yeah. It's a little bit of a stretch. We'll count it. Episode three, yeah. uh, Revenge of the Sith. We have one there. The Jedi Temple. <laughs> Jedi mm. Temple. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Anakin infiltrating and yeah. smiting. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely it's definitely in a new hope. Um, and then I think for I mean Empire, they definitely have to go to the Hoth base and infiltrate that. Um, uh, well, from the Empire side, but Luke yeah, has to true. go to Cloud City and and go in there. So yeah, we'll count that. And then 
Return of the Jedi one there. Um, on um, Endor? Endor, Endor yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. On Endor, yep. yeah. They infiltrate yeah. the... And then, I mean, yeah, Force Awakens definitely Force has Awakens, it. Starkiller um, base, yep. Yeah. Last, Last Jedi, Jedi, your favorite. <laughs> yeah, listen, Ryan Johnson, do whatever you want, my guy. Look, that's a whole other episode. We can't get listen, into too much of that, exactly. but is there a... Uh, a base where the rebels or, or the Alliance, whoever. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't, I don't recall on that one, but I mean, definitely in the last one, they have to infiltrate that. Uh, what's his face is Palpatine's like lair. Yeah. Um, or, you know, that's what they got to go in. But I mean, they just, and even in the subsequent movies, they just love it. Like it, it's their thing that goes to And I mean, I know, you know, my future wife, Jill loves it as well, where it's just like, we're going to save somebody. And it's, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a trope that, you know, just hits, I think all the time. And it's why they, they keep revisiting it. So it's, yeah, it's literally like every movie in the star Wars franchise, except would, uh, last Jedi. Cause your boy had to flip the script. Yeah. And, I would even say like to make it successful, like if, it, if, it's, if it's higher tier, Maybe. I think, yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Solo wasn't higher tier, but it was fine. <laughs> I, t- I tell you if I could remember. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shots. Shots fired. Yeah. Um, all right. So, yeah. And yeah. So even with, with all that, um, you wanted to mention Clone Wars too. Sorry, I'm like yeah, stepping I mean, on your. There was I, I, in in reading about the the show afterwards. No, you're not. You're not stepping on anything. Uh, I saw that like you knew about the dark saber if you watched the Clone Wars. Mm. And for me, you know, seeing some of the reveals, obviously, season I've I've never seen the Clone Wars. I'm sorry, everyone. Um, I don't know if that's going to hurt your 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 thoughts <laughs> on my takes, but um, that's 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 why they're hot uh, and spicy. I'll uh, admit. But, I'm I'm a bad fan. Bad. Uh, I yeah. have not seen Clone Wars either, Chris. I think Chris, Chris definitely you? has. I think I have. I've seen. Um, uh, I saw the Clone Wars a long time ago, like when the old, like the older seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I, one I wanted to go back and rewatch when they released the last season for it. Um, yeah. I did watch the last season, uh, pretty much all the way through. But um, I I don't remember too much from what was released before. Like I I like kind of like like a smaller amount of knowledge with yeah. it, but um, it, it definitely t- a lot of the Mando ties into Clone Wars with some of the characters, especially like the Darksaber, like mm-hmm. Ahsoka and all those. Um, but I, I would definitely recommend going to watch it. I mean, one of the things I want to do is go back and revisit um, Clone Wars and Rebels because there's so much, I, I feel like what Mandalorian's doing is opening up kind of the Star Wars world and, yeah. and, tying it into like Clone Wars and Rebels, which they're from Clone Wars. The quality of it is fantastic. I, I, I would definitely, some of it, I would even tie into being just as good as the movies and Rebels. I, that's another one I want to get back into, but yeah, it's, um, it, it, it's good. I, I, the way that they're tying everything in to that, it, it it's doing it really well. So I, it's something I recommend both of you guys watching. So like, definitely bonus if if you've seen that i have like a cursory knowledge of stuff where like even though i haven't watched it i'm kind of aware right. of what happens and so i appreciate it although probably not as deeply as as you do those ties chris uh harry how about you did you have any cursory knowledge or you're just like wtf what's it what's yeah it i would say i would say it was definitely it's definitely a piece uh, a puzzle piece missing in my uh in my jigsaw puzzle of, of mm. star wars knowledge so but i mean that's where the dark saber came into play for me where like i read about it and it was like oh yeah like we knew they you know some people were like yeah they like, the whole combat scene that 
Moff and uh, Mando have later is definitely something where people were like, oh, no. And I was just watching like, oh, cool. He got him. Um, <laughs> go return the saber. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's just uh, it's something that I think um, it's interesting to think about from people who know about that perspective mm. while watching while my perspective was, oh, this is cool, you know, uh, in a way for that. But yeah. Okay. Speaking of cool, and I guess this probably ties into Clone Wars a little bit because of Bo-Katan, but also yeah. um, uh, I think more so Attack of the Clones. But I really liked that interplay between Boba and Bo-Katan where she's like, you're a clone uh, or, you know, I've heard your voice a thousand <laughs> times, whatever the line is. Um, Basically I calling each were... other names, but like not right, like, yeah. uh, anything aggressive. Yes. So, you know, that's just a cool little Easter egg where it's like, she acknowledged he's a clone. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then also, you know, cool, even more so, kick butt, I think, is Casca Reeves, uh, played by Sasha Banks, a.k.a. Mercedes Varnado. Um, I'm a big WWE fan, but I really enjoy that little the, uh, set of moves that she put on um, Boba, you know, the little uh, sweet knee into the spinning DDT. Uh, I thought that was pretty... I put... I put five dollars on Greg rewatching that scene at least ten times to be like, all right, so it was a it was a sweet knee into a spinning DDT just to get the moves right, just to know what was happening. Uh, I will say it's under, but close. <laughs> <laughs> that, that had to have been like somewhere in like a contract where she says, "I'll do this," but at some point in my appearances, I have to do a WWE move. On, yeah, <laughs> uh, on Boba Fett. Yes, I'm sure that was from the Rock contract. Yes. Yeah, I want all red M and M's, and I have to do a WWE move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's like the Rock having to do a rock bottom in a movie. Oh yeah, always. <laughs> I, you know, and, and sidetracking again, sidebar here. I just watched um, Hobbs and Shaw recently, and I noticed um, uh, Roman Reigns is in there, and of course they yeah. had to throw him wrestling moves. Now you know darn well Roman Reigns doesn't have any rights to say, "Oh, let me do my moves, let me put in my catchphrase or whatever," but like why are the writers or like the director allowing this stuff? Like it, it always comes off hokey. I'm a it's wrestling come fan. From the rock. I love it's that gotta stuff. gotta come from the rock. The rock's like, yo, Roman, yeah. you're going to be doing this. Why? <laughs> like it's, it's unnecessary. Like it's cool enough seeing them in there. I don't need them to do actual WWE moves in the production. So moving forward, we got a uh, doc Pershing. Let's talk about him. Yeah. They go, they go, they go find doc on a ship. I mean, again, you know, I don't need the episode to be two hours long, but like they just, they know where he's going just like that. Um, Like, I guess they're keeping him under wraps because I guess they're trying to do it secretly to get him back onto the ship or he's traveling light because he has no protection. He's got two guys in this ship with him. He's got no TIE fighters, like making sure everything's cool. They're just like cruising along, not in light speed. There's no squadron. Yeah, there's nothing. Um, with that. And then I know you were mentioning Greg, uh, about him, like just, just all of a sudden just being like, here you go. What do you need? Yeah. So he gets captured and then all of a sudden he's like, well, might as well switch sides. Let me help out. Here's the plans for the star destroyer. Like, what is that? Can you guys fathom any reason other than I just don't want them to shoot me, um, for him helping out? No. <laughs> just, he's he's a little weasel. <laughs> the only the only thing that I can think of is is just what everybody else thinks is they love Grogu, baby Yoda, yeah. and he just has a soft spot for this child and thinks what he's doing is wrong, but he's like, uh, like I guess I'll like try to save the kid now. Yeah. Um, let me. I got I got the I got what I needed. We got his blood, but now I can just give it up. 
That's what I mean. Maybe that was the only kind of thread of logic that I could see as well, where it's like, you know, Gideon talks about it later, but it's like, all right, we already got what we needed from him, you know, like, sure. Okay. Let me help these guys as long as it saves my skin. Yeah. And then I think going off of that point, it's like everybody for Grogu is like all about it. They're all about like when, when he was talking to Cara Dune, like a couple episodes ago, uh, Mando was, and he says, you know, they got the child. They're coming for the child. And it's like, everybody drops what they're doing. They don't care about their job. She just got promoted in this new force she's in. And she's just like, I'll risk it for this kid, man. I'm in. And oh yeah. Just, that cute little kid. Yeah. Gang yeah, gang. Let's yeah. get it. What? They took him. Like, I think even in the first episode when, uh, when the, uh, everybody's ride or die for Grogu. Yeah. But when he lands back on Tatooine and he meets up with a lady and he's like, she's like, where's the kid? Where's the kid? And I think that's like them acknowledging also with the audience about how much like everybody rides for, for Grogu, because I'll tell you, watching with Jill, she's like, where's Grogu? What's he doing? Where is he? When's he coming back? Like, that's all she thinks about throughout the entire yeah. episode. Side note, and I don't mean to be like elitist nerd here or whatever, but like, it really bothers me when people call him baby Yoda. Like I didn't mind so much in the first season, but now that we know right. it is like Grogu, it's like, okay, yeah. Grogu, the child acceptable. Like, it's not yeah. Baby Yoda. That's like me walking up to, like, Chris's kid and calling him, like, I don't know, Baby Chris. It's like, that's not his name, you know? <laughs> you can't. Baby hands. <laughs> what about Baby hands? Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I, I, Greg, I, I agree with that. And, and I'll admit, like, the first couple, like, maybe episodes, I probably said Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, I, I forget who came out and said it, whether it was Filoni or Favreau. They said, like, he's, he's just known as the child. Right. So I started calling him that, and then it's not Yoda. <laughs> yeah, probably didn't have his name yet. It's funny they um my my wife at the time when they gave him I I said uh, oh they gave Baby Yoda a name and said Grogu she's like now nah, I'm just gonna call him Baby Yoda. <laughs> Whatever. Said give me your wife's geek card. Yeah. Speaking of geeking out, Harry and I we were geeking out over something. Oh yeah. Uh well first I mean. You know, they give the instructions, Mando, we need you to like, you know, just go do this other thing. But then the girls riding out. Boba's like, I'm peace. I'm just here to set things up. I'm heading out. And all the ladies, all the strong characters, because obviously women are better than men. We all know that. uh, They just roll through storming some stormtroopers. Yeah. I got to say, like, so the quote unquote A-Force scene in in Avengers Endgame where it's all the female Avengers that was pretty cool, although it did feel kind of forced. Here, it did not feel forced. Yeah. It's like, no. this is who we have in the squad. Yeah. We're coming out. We're kicking butt, taking names. Yeah. Like, they were, they were pretty sweet, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with that. Um, I, I, same with, uh, I felt with the Avengers, the endgame, that, that was very forced. But at the same time, like, these were established characters that we had from the beginning of the season, and even some of them last season, like Cara Dune. But I, I love, I, I think what really helped with that whole scene was their chemistry together. Um, that's why I don't think it felt forced. Like, I, I the way they were kind of working together, I, it just, it seemed like they were just having fun doing it. Like, they had screen time before, but then you have, like, with Avengers, if compared to that, like, a lot of these characters who weren't even ever on the screen together and just came through. Sudden, that's why yeah. I agree, like, it felt a little forced. But the Star Wars characters, they you know, they had previous experience together, like yeah. just storming, storming a, a base or however you want yeah. to. Yeah. And I mean, they use that in the other episodes to kind of set that up with, you know, right. the 
they, you know, performed together. At least they had time together where it was like, hey, you know, uh, when they had to go, I forget, to the the Empire's base um, in the forest. I forget what it was called, um, to be honest. But they went there and it was like those two were like sniping. So they kind of have a, you know, that built that relationship a little bit. But definitely cool. They came out blasting, as they like yeah, to they say. Did. Yeah, it was dope. Um, smoking, yeah. Uh, and speaking of dope, I know. Don't you love my transitions? <laughs> yeah, <let's keep> it <laughs> um, my segues. Um, the Dark Trooper design and the execution of that I thought was very cool, uh, very dope. Um, interesting, when I was watching the uh, uh, gallery on the making of season two, which fantastic show. If you haven't watched it, uh, go out Not of your yet. way to watch it. Um, I was a little bummed. Season two was only one long episode as opposed to season one. Mm. Um, but it's a docu-series about the making of Mando. And uh, they mentioned that the the Dark Troopers were actually like live action. I mean, there are some CG elements. They're not totally live Obviously. action. But um, yeah, it was, it was pretty astounding that they got people to move in unison like that and make it look as robotic as it was. But I really dug them. Uh, what do you guys think? I, I, the music was probably what got me like that. Mm. Uh, that like it, it sounded like a, what was it like? Kind of like a Skrillex kind of thing was coming through. I like I heard. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's a good show. Yeah, I'm like Jesus. I'm like that is that is great. Um, but I I I agree. The design was very. Um, and and you see this in movies all the time where you have like a robot army. And I I think one of the designs that I I just like I, I trying to think how to put this is how they're very like they moved very well in like the unison like their movements and everything were like so like were so like easy flowing um and i think that the fact that um you know they they could have done like specially trained stormtroopers or however they did i i but the design i think like with the whole like robotic look their like movements and everything um and they they honestly probably if and I'm sure we'll talk on this, touch on this later. If someone didn't show up, um, you know, they, they had that, like that kind of very deathly presence. And, yeah. They were definitely menacing. Yeah. And we saw them before um, show up and they were the ones that grabbed Grogu, but other yeah. than that, we didn't really see them in action. So, yeah, I, I never played the games that they were um, originally introduced in. So I was kind of unfamiliar with them. Um, I thought they were people, which I guess explains, it was explained yeah, that person, they originally were, and then now they're yeah. robotic. But um, generation or whatever they say. But yeah, when they when they did that scene with Grogu, it was like, oh okay, like they're just grabbing them and flying off, and I didn't get any menace. And then when you see them all lined up in the bay like that, it's like, yeah, okay, these are gonna be tough. <laughs> and yeah. then you know, as yeah. we progress. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, it just shows, I mean, they talk about, like you were saying, Greg, about how the, getting rid of the human is like the, the part of it. And the, I mean, it just goes to show how useless, I mean, stormtroopers are. Um, <laughs> they literally, the girls roll through and they're like blaming them. And then all of a sudden they're like, all right, we got to like, like release these dark troopers because uh, we're just going to get smoked. So yeah, I um, enjoyed the sound for that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, then Mando rolls in um well I, I shouldn't say rolls in he calmly gets there like i don't know why he's sneaking around so much like obviously the girls are putting in that work as a distraction i don't think you need to be walking bro i think you need to be moving a leisurely stroll <laughs> it took so 
long to get to the Dark Trooper Bay. So long, I felt. <laughs> Not going to disagree with that. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of what, what should have happened, uh, you know, Mando hustling is one thing, but also when they get into that fight, which I do think was cool, I, I did like the fight. Um, how is Mando the power of the Dark Trooper, yeah. Yeah, but how is Mando taking those punches to the dome without getting concussed? Like, that dude should have had his bell rung 10 ways from Sunday and been walking like he was a drunk. I mean, it was just you insane. Know, you know those I, early, like, Looney Tunes cartoons where it's like somebody has, like, a helmet on and they, like, remove it and it just, they have, like, bruises and their tongue sticking out and, yeah. like, the stars are flying? Like, that's how Mando's head probably looked if they pulled that helmet off. That's how it yeah. should have looked. Well, yeah, it didn't. It didn't no. look there, but no. And it, it, it's crazy because, like, he took I, – and I, I wish I would have counted how many shots. And they weren't, yeah. like – they were, like, straight-up power shots. Yeah. And from what he took the helmet off, I didn't see any padding. So that, like, his – he had to have been concussed at some point. Like, he should have seen the doctor after that fight. Cause yeah. I, and I don't want to hear any BS about, oh, his alien biology, like yeah. his, his brain is probably yeah. in his butt or whatever. Like, I don't want to hear that. He got pieced over and over and, <laughs> and just and got up and was like, oh, I can fight someone else now. Dark Troopers hit him with that two-piece and a soda. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was good to show the power of one Dark Trooper against our hero, though, with, you know, hey, there's another like 30 Dark Troopers behind them. Just imagine if like they get loose. Um, and I'm going to stick up for it because I saw, I saw some things on the internet after this episode aired of like, why is that air, you know, you saw things uh, on the internet. You listen, <laughs> go, the internet, it's a dangerous place. <laughs> when they released the airlock, like that airlock is there to deploy the dark troopers. I don't know if it was in the previous episode and I should have looked at it to see if, if that's where they came from, but like that's there. So they have easy access as soon as they're loaded up to go out that. So mm-hmm. it made sense to me. It wasn't like, Hey, here's a garbage shoot that they shoot them out of. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's my take on that. That's my hot take. Okay. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. It's like you said, it was, there was a logical reason for it being there instead of just magical, um, MacGuffin, like, Oh, here's something to deal with them. Like, no, there was an airlock. It's a spaceship. It makes sense. Yeah. Maybe I was looking for a reason, but, uh, try to to play devil's advocate. I'll do that a lot. So so going back to shady Bo-Katan, um, you know, they cap the bridge, they, uh, they take it over and, um, she just is like, okay, let me stare out at the stars instead of finding her primary quarry, Moff Gideon. Yeah, like she they, knows. They show that scene and they get there and they all cap them and they, they kill these just like dudes. And then not even stormtroopers, just random, random guys. But I guess if they're anything like the guy in the beginning of the episode, they're probably pretty terrible. Um, especially to be on Moff's ship. And then she just like stands there. It's like, well, maybe take a look. Yeah. Where could they be? <laughs> yeah. The first thing I thought of was that Eric Andre meme where he's like shooting someone and they're like, why would you do this? Like, yeah. After like later when she's like, oh, what did you do? Like, you, you didn't yeah, do Exactly. Like, you yeah. clearly knew you had to go and do something about it. Instead, yeah. you just chill. You just decided to hang out. Yeah. I have a question here. This is less of a take, but uh, mm. Gideon, um, when Mando shows up and the kid is there, uh, you know, Gideon says, his blood has rare properties blessed with the potential to bring order back to the galaxy. So is that a reference to we're trying to make Palpatine clones or is that like, we're just going to try and use his midichlorian blood and, and work some wonky sorcerer's ways. Hmm. 
So I, I, the time frame of like what's Mando's what five years after Return of the Jedi, right? And and yeah. we're kind of seeing like the beginning, like the, the beginning of the First Order coming to play. So uh, with the way that the the sequel trilogy trilogy played out, I mm-hmm. I, I think that's I think that it is pal- like the is for Palpatine clones. Um, there's a lot of time that went through like Return of the Jedi and the Force Awakens where. Obviously, um, Snoke was, like, at the time, um, running the show. Yeah. So I think at some point they probably had some clones where he was a for- he was he had force power. So I think that at some point they were, you know. They decided 10 feet was better than 2 feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think that they we're starting to see, or at least they were hinting at that. Mm. And they have so much more, man. I, I, I hope. Mando in the future that they're going to build on that and I think with the arrival of, of Grogu going into Jedi training uh, I think we're going to start to see or at least have some of that referenced um, mm-hmm. you know I, I, I do believe that's Pal- like blood for Palpatine um, yeah. I, I don't know he kind of just showed up in the sequel trilogy so I, I'll, I'll, leave my <laughs> th- I'll leave my thoughts about that for the next, for leave it, we need more content <laughs> yeah. he just showed up dead speak <laughs> yeah i mean i think i think for me i think it, it definitely is going to be something that the internet's going to be talking about you know probably for the next mando season or as they build this world as you know disney announced a couple months back you know of all the shows they're going to be putting out um so i think it's a great question um i mean if i had a guess i'd probably say given the response to the, the newest trilogy uh, it would make sense that, you know, it would be blood used for Palpatine clones or, you know, in that vein um, of experimenting to try and uh, make sense for that, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for clearing my, that up, boys. My, as my cat rolls through. <laughs> All right. And then what do we think about the um, the Mando and Gideon fight? Uh, I thought it was dope. I mean, I thought it was a, it was a cool fight. I mean, definitely not on top level, you know, uh, Star Wars fights. Uh, but I, I thought it was a pretty, pretty well done fight for, you know, for a season finale scene for sure. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I, nothing. It was from... clear. It was clear. It wasn't like it was, you know, some Jason Bourne, like camera cuts, you know, where you can't see what's happening. It was, it was clear as, you know, what was, what was going on. Well, and like, so they touch on this in gallery, but like the thing for me is that, you know, to our knowledge, Moff Gideon doesn't have any like um, swordsmanship skills or or like training with a blade. So it, and it reflected that in the fight, like the fight made sense from that regard. It wasn't like all of a sudden he shows up and he's doing like twirls and like, you know, all this stuff. It wasn't like he was some fencing expert. He's got that cool weapon to, uh, to over, you know, not let people know how crappy of a swordsman he is. Hands, what about you? Is it enough? Yeah, I, I, one of the things I have a gripe with in movies sometimes is like Gideon is is much older than Mando, mm-hmm. and like you said, he has no like he just <laughs> he has no he has no official training, and he was like wildly swinging this this, this like ancient weapon, right? But I I, I agree that I, I feel like Mando should have been able to finish him off quicker, and we've seen him go against God like so many different like villains throughout mm-hmm. the show, and and this old man comes along with a sword and is giving him a hard time. But at the same time, I'm, and he's also wearing Beskar armor, which is, it can't hurt. The dark saber can't penetrate. So yeah. he should have just they like, say just mentioned can't he, penetrate it. Yeah. He should have just walked up to him and be like, 
give him a little knock in the face. Oh, dude, I just had like a force epiphany here. We should have gotten Mando just whipping out his blaster, taking him out one shot a la Indiana Jones. I oh, in that Lucasfilm Dude, synergy, that baby. Been, I, that would have been great. Now, I'm not taking anything away from the fight. Like mm-hmm. you guys had said, it, it wasn't it wasn't like this like elegant, like great, like crazy fight. Like we're not looking at Obi-Wan versus Anakin. Kind right. of yeah. it, it was like it was a sloppy fight, but it fit into the show like really well. Like I not taking away, like I said, he's an old man. But man Mando should have just like took the shots from this from the saber and then just him a little crack in the head. That's a fair shot. Fair shot. <laughs> um, I was also going to say too. I mean, I felt you know as, as it moves on and he defeats Moff and then springs him back to the bridge. Um, I mean, again, the whole issue like just tell him you got to defeat him in combat. Like that's all you got to say. And then by the time you know he he figures it out or he gives you a shout on the comms to to get over there. But I felt like the dark troopers returning little slow little slow i get it they they got shot out of there but like how far do they go like before they turn their jetpacks on to come back like shouldn't that be like like if they react to you know who shows up soon right you know so quickly how is it that they're like let's float a little bit before we turn our jetpacks <laughs> on i mean i get it it's episode logic i'm nitpicking here right, but like right. that's that's my take of just like come on you got to get back there faster your boss is in trouble he's obviously fighting you got that you know, Spidey Sense is a dark trooper or dark sense, I guess. I don't know what they call it. Like, get get back in there. Help your boy. Fair. And I'm I'm wondering what their exact orders were. Is it like protect Moff Gideon? Is it take out the invaders? Like what what exactly is spurring them on? But you know, that's yeah. neither here nor there. That's true. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It was it was very like they they kind of like were they just floating outside the ship for a little bit? Like, all right, now we'll, we'll go. get him. We're gonna sneak <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah. Wait, wait. Gave enough time time for suspense. Yeah. Yeah. Gideon has to give a little speech. (laughs) That That was it, probably. So what took out the Dark Troopers? Let's talk about it. We know. I mean, I asked that facetiously because we all know we're here. Spoilers, baby. But the big surprise of the episode, Luke Skywalker. You guys have some thoughts? Uh, I thought it was cool. Man, Man. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> um, I, 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 I guess leading up to it, um, I knew I, I wasn't confident we were actually going to see who the Jedi was that was going to grab Grogu. Um, I, I thought that was going to be maybe either addressed in a next season or uh, like I wasn't sure. Yeah, uh, the way it was done, I like I, I loved it. Um, I, I at the time when you see the X wing and you're like, all right, well. It started like when I rewatched it, it made sense. Like, you're like, all right, well, Luke flies an X Wing, like, you know. Um, yeah. But I, when I was actually watching the episode and I saw the green saber, I, that was where I kind of was very confident was Luke because the only other two Jedis that at least I knew that had green sabers were Qui Gon and Yoda. Um, it wasn't and Yoda. And it ain't them. <laughs> it wasn't Yoda. And, and Qui Gon, you know, yeah, he kind of got, he got, got ended a lot of years before so i i was like now and then i saw the glove and i'm like it, it it has to be i i was more kind of onto the point where um how they were gonna like if they were actually gonna show him or like how he was gonna look and mm-hmm. you know the cgi and you know I, I thought it was well done i i, I love the whole we never got to see him in action so right. like at least in, from that level so 
for me, like, I thought it was him. Again, like, yeah, it's like when I saw the X-Wing, it's like, oh, my God. And then when you see that green lightsaber, oh, my God. (laughs) So the lightsaber kind of sealed the deal for me. And then it was just icing on the cake when you see the glove and all that stuff. But Mm. that was the aha moment for me. It's like, oh, my God, it's Luke. Luke's here. Yeah, I know a lot of people. Oh, go ahead, Harry. No, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I think a lot of fans, you know, and definitely, you know, putting your nerd hat on, it's like X-Wing, Luke, right? And then you're like, I don't know, though. And you have that, like, reservation of, like, I don't want to say it, but, like, I hope it is. And then you see him kind of in that robe, you know, kind of Obi-Wan style. And you're like, I don't know, it could be. And then you see the green lightsaber. And as Chris says, you put your nerd hat on. And you're like, I don't know how many people have them. And then you see the glove. And you're like, I don't know what if you bought the glove. Not a lot. So you definitely get that element of uh, that build up there, which was really well done, mm-hmm. um, you know, before he removes, obviously, his, uh, his, his top to let it down and show. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely was like, and then it was very, uh, and, and I call these from movies now whenever they have the on your left moment, which is yeah. the um, thanks to Avengers Endgame. Um, but I, um, I thought the way, like, we never, and I said this before, we never saw Luke really in, like, in battle. Mm-hmm. In terms yeah. of, we saw him fight Vader twice. The first time he got wiped clean and got his arm cut off. And then the other time we see him, like he, he fought Vader and then we don't see him for another 30 years. So there's so much time between, um, between like how Luke was, what, like what he was doing in that time. Mm-hmm. So we see him to the point, like it's five years later after Return of the Jedi and he's like mastered his skills. Yeah. And I, I, I'd love to see like how his, like his lightsaber, like his, just his battle technique was like very, like it was so smooth. And I, I love this, like how you get to see his, his force powers where like at the last uh, dark trooper, he like basically just like crushed them. And those were powers. I didn't even think like, you know, like Luke would even had, like mm-hmm. he just like easily wiped them all out. So I think that's what, and, and from the sequel trilogy, that's what a lot of people wanted to see. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't know whether or not this is like, yeah, I don't know if this is like course <laughs> correction going forward, like whether or not like Filoni and Favreau were like, all right, well, all these people were not happy with how Luke was treated in the sequels. Let's do something about it. But at least now we're going to do it like in a part of our story that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I, I, whether or not that, that will be true, I don't know. But um, it was definitely a, a, an on your left moment. And a, it was a very, I, I, I'm not going to lie, it brought a tear to my eye when I was like, and, I scream things that I don't want to repeat here. (laughs) (laughs) I will second you. Uh, I didn't scream things, but I did get misty eyed for sure. That was a, that's my Luke moment. (laughs) I, I, I said some things and I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. (laughs) And I, even when I watched it again, I got the same feeling where you're like, all right, well this is, this is actually happening. And Yeah. yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Uh, going back to picking nits though because that's fun <laughs> how do the dark troopers suddenly recognize luke as the priority like they're pounding on Dude, that door that blast door. To, this is what i was saying earlier it's like you don't realize you got to turn on the jets to get back to the thing because literally everybody's dead except right. for Moff. and it's like how do they like all of a sudden have this like force moment where they're like there's a Jedi here or like that. Somebody's he's three arriving. fours below. <laughs> yeah. Like all of them, like none of them tried to get in. Nah. Um, I mean, they again, 
know, they all but, just stopped and like redirected and it's like okay i mean sure whatever <laughs> definitely a nitpick for sure um you know with that how do we feel about that like um rogue one comparison shot i mean i know we kind of talked about the whole scene with luke versus the dark troopers and you know i i feel like at least hands and me that's that's definitely what we wanted to see but like mm. that comparison shot where it's luke with the uh yeah. the green saber pointed down and he's coming through the mist kind of like vader did at the end of yeah, rogue yeah. one i thought that was pretty cool what do you guys think yeah i mean i think for me it's it's you know if you look at rogue one and what everybody talks about rogue one at least to me is you know dude when vader shows up yeah and it's like i think that's kind of the talking point which why a lot of people reacted to this episode of being you know as as highly you know thought of as they did because there's that luke moment you know um and you know i think i think that's a slight issue i have with mando in a way is like they while i do enjoy the episodic nature of like i could pick out one mando episode and just kind of watch it Mm -hmm. um even though there is a continuous through line with it there is this element to me where it's just like, oh, this is the Luke episode. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, okay, you know, are we going to build on this content or is this just a Luke episode? Right. Uh, for it. It's fair. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was going to say, what did you guys think? Of, I, I think Greg, you said you didn't mind the CGI, but what did you guys, what did you guys think about them not using an actor to kind of either recast or to reuse? Is it like, is, because I, I think Luke is part is like on that level of like you don't recast, um, you know, or have another actor play him. But they did it with Solo. So like to me, like a Solo was always thought of higher um, in esteem. Not for me personally. I always enjoyed Luke more. But sorry, I'm rambling. Hands, you want to take it first? I see you're yeah, chomping yeah. at the bit. <laughs> I didn't mind the CG. Like I, I thought mm. the way it was done, like he it looked good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it looked great. And uh, yeah, the problem I have with the internet a lot, like in terms of like stuff like that, is people will like pick anything apart. Like some people, like the majority. It looks of like we're doing it now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, we're the people on the internet. <laughs> so many people were like, "Oh well, I couldn't stand the black, like the black line behind his head." Like mm-hmm. I didn't notice that at all. I'm like, yeah, I'm watching this from like a TV, like what seven feet, seven yeah. to eight feet, like away. Like I wasn't. No, that wasn't what I was noticing. I was noticing that like Luke Skywalker showed up. Like, yeah, right. could have been drawn with crayons, and as long as they somehow made it look like Luke Skywalker, I wouldn't have cared. Yeah. Like, I, I, I thought the CGI was. It, Star Wars has kind of perfected the de aging, like with Leia. I had yeah. a problem with um with Rogue One with um, Tarkin. 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 He moved too much and it was like obvious that it was yeah. it was extremely obvious it was cgi yeah i mean you they use the cgi they use the de-aging in rogue one and look great for um for yeah. Leia. Mm-hmm. and I, I think what was smart about this is they didn't try to put anybody behind them they didn't try to have him walk through everybody they just kind of had him standing there you know to make it more you know realistic or whatever of just being like hey he's right here he's turning around he's leaving right um which was which was cool too yeah i mean um I I thought the CG was fine. Didn't have any problems with it as far as casting slash recasting should they have. Um, I mean, they had the option to go with the original Luke and I'm happy that they did. But if they recasted, um, I wouldn't have been mad about it, but I probably would have said, you know, like 
why why not just go with mark hamill now if you have a larger discussion yeah if hamill was like way way older where you know it didn't physically make sense for him to do it or god forbid if hamill wasn't here then you know okay i guess it makes sense and yeah you know the fan casting sebastian stan i don't think is a bad pick i think that no yeah it could be cool but um but yeah i mean ultimately i'm i'm happy they went the route that they did and you look at it this way is the fact that that was like a cameo basically in terms of like, we don't know what the future of Mando is going to be. Like, will, will Luke be an, a, a regular character or like a, like, you know, will he show up like more than once? This was, if this is the only time we see Luke in Mando, then yeah, don't recast. It doesn't make sense to recast yeah. it. You have the technology to make him look yeah. basically like he did in Return of the Jedi. Touching on your point, I mean, yeah, if this is the only other time where we ever get to see Luke, period, in, in like an actual filmic thing, I'm happy that Hamill got to play him one last time and, and do it the justice that it deserved, you know? Yeah. Shut I, up, Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, yeah, okay. I guess we're pretty square on the CG there and recasting. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say, too, uh, you know, you guys mentioned the Luke moment that kind of got you guys. I think the Mando moment when he has to uh, say goodbye to uh, to Grogu, I think, was uh, was definitely, uh, in, you know, I mean, two seasons in the making, you know, for sure of just, you know, the relationship. And, you know, uh, I mean, my wife definitely cried during it. But, uh, you know, I try to keep it together, keep it together. <laughs> but there definitely was some moments where it was, uh, you know, it started to get to you for sure. Yeah, I mean, we saw in the previous episode, or not the previous episode, but one of the previous episodes, the one with Bill Burr's episode. Yeah, Bill Burr, um, which I thought was like a a pretty darn good episode. Yeah. Um, But, uh, you know, Mando was willing to take off his mask for Grogu in that, or in order to save Grogu effectively. Um, So actually seeing him take it off for Grogu directly and, you know, not caring that all these other people are around is like, yeah, it's a powerful moment for sure. I, I wasn't quite as emotionally invested as when I saw Luke because I'm just, I'm an old school fan, but it was still very powerful for me. I, like I, I really enjoyed it and I thought it was a, a touching scene. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I forgot the finale for season one. He does take his mask off, but I, I'm Grogu doesn't see it. I think it's just, yeah. yeah I it's only it's IG. Kara who sees his face. So he, you know, he, the whole, actually his whole series, he's very, um, he's very into like the whole Mandalorian lifestyle of not take, like of his order, not taking the mask. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The creed. And he, it it was good to see, like it was very, um, had like remnants of the, um, the Luke moment from return of the Jedi where Vader took his mask. He took Vader's mask off. So, I thought it was a good a good connection, whether or not that was their intent. But um, I mean, I, the way that their goodbye, it's I don't I I think it's not goodbye. But for them, you know, yeah, Rogue's a cash cow for right now for Disney, so he'll he'll be back. Um, but at the same time, I it you're emotionally invested in these characters for two seasons, and they've been in every almost every like pretty much everywhere together. So yeah. now they have to say goodbye. Yeah, I, I agree. It was it was a tear jerking moment. I, 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 I'm 35. I won't. I won't. I'm not afraid to admit it. I, you know, I teared up. 
So mm-hmm. going from that to something that I found corny, uh, <laughs> R2's appearance, cool oh, gratuitous. Geez. I because, think I look, agree with you on this, yeah. I'm an OG fan. You know, I love the original Star Wars, although I love all Star Wars. You know, I don't hate on the prequels yeah. like some people do. I don't hate on the sequel trilogy except Last Jedi. Um, but <laughs> but seeing R2 there, I mean, it makes sense, but it's like that that felt really fan servicey to me. Yeah, I mean, I get it that R2 comes in a little late, which is like R2, don't follow while I kill all these dark troopers and then take the second elevator. I'm going to take the first one up mm-hmm. um, to go see these see these guys. Uh, but yeah, it did feel a bit like, and it felt that way too because him and Grogu kind of have like this like look at each other and it's like, what are they have saying? those cute characters together. Yeah, like I, <laughs> whatever, sure, do it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in the fan service boat. It, it, he he did he did nothing. He just rolled up, and then it was just like, all right, like <laughs> he could have like rolled Grogu out or something, but no, he just showed up. In case, and, in case you didn't know, it was Luke. Here's R two. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they're like, oh, of course R two's there. But I, right. I, it was cool seeing him. I, I have no problem with seeing him. But I I'm a hundred percent on board with the fact that it was just like it was fan service like Filoni and Favreau were just like let's just throw him in like so question to you guys if you know it if you don't don't bother looking it up but you know maybe one of our listeners can can comment but was that did they have like I mean obviously R.I.P. Kenny Baker you know he's gone did did they have a LP a little person in there or was it like legit just automatic robot I think at least now with the technology, it's probably just a room. I mean, it didn't do anything. It just kind of like came up. Like, right. I yeah. mean, yeah. I mean, I, they, I, they I, didn't go old school with it. No, I don't think they went old school. Enough, <laughs> enough nods to the past. Let the past die. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I haven't been, I, I've been to Disney like so many times and I've seen like the Star Wars content they have there mm-hmm. and they have like a, an R2 unit that like rolls on the stage and all that i'm pretty sure they don't have a little person in there i i'm you know so you're telling me there's a chance <laughs> disney might have been possible. Possible. Maybe, maybe a small child i don't know but <laughs> but yeah I, I i i think on harry's point it i i'm aware i'm 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 confident that they don't have that they have the technology to at least yeah. make a full robot and not a little person inside <laughs> controlling it Fair enough. Just had to throw it out there. It just came to me. Um, another thing I kind of picked up on, or not picked up on, but pondered was Cara, uh, Cara Dune. You know, she was a, a part of the Rebel Alliance. I believe she was a drop trooper. And uh, yeah. I mean, you would think, so. like, I guess my main question is, does she recognize Luke? Because, I mean, we look mm-hmm. at, you know, our leaders in politics, for better or worse, we recognize them. We know who they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke was a general for the rebels. Yeah. He was one of the top dogs. Like, do you think she is like saved him like nine times? Yeah. Was she, was she having that OMG it's Luke Skywalker moment like we were, or was she just like, who is this dude in a robe with a green flashy thing? I, it would have been cool if they did like a Marvel cutscene at the end. Like, dude, that was Luke Skywalker. <laughs> like just for her character to be like, yes. excited. Um, you know, if they didn't do the other cutscene at the end, but yeah, I, um, I mean, I, I think it's definitely a good chance that she, that she obviously is aware of it, um, which is a cool thought, but um, definitely didn't feel like they acknowledged that at all. But again, yeah. maybe we'll get the Cara Dune show. Yeah, and, and she may recognize him. I was more, uh, and I was more shocked that, and he didn't say his name, but you know, like Bo-Katan had 
a history with Anakin Skywalker. So mm. he didn't like if he showed up and he's like, "Hey, I'm Luke yeah, Skywalker," she would have like been like, "Holy, but." Mm. But um, yeah. but now I agree. She, I'm sure she recognizes him uh, at at least or at least knows of his his existence. And Jedi yeah. at this time between the original series and now are like extremely rare. Yeah. So and you know Luke Skywalker was a legend at that like right around that time. So mm. I'm sure. If I mean, she, he blew up the Death Star. Like people exactly. knew his name. You know. Yeah. yeah. If she didn't immediately recognize him, she's got to be like, oh, a Jedi. Like. It, <laughs> There's only one that I know of during my lifetime. Yeah, either she's putting two and two together or she's a really dumb job trooper. But yeah. I don't think she is. I think she's a strong female. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and Grogu, too, another thing that kind of came to me is he, he potentially met three generations of Skywalkers. I thought that's a pretty cool connective thread. Chris, you were earlier talking about, you know, connecting it to the sequel trilogy. And, uh, I mean, potentially he met or saw Anakin Skywalker, who was a name Jedi, you know, during the, the Clone Wars. Yeah. He would have been really young, but he could have seen him. Obviously, he's going off with Luke. And then, I don't I don't know what his ultimate fate is. If, if he was at Luke's... Um, training camp jedi training camp um or what when ben went nuts but you know there's there's a possibility that he he met all three gens yeah yeah i i don't i think that it's potential depending on what direction mando wants to go in if they want to like i i even like tossed around the idea of like it'd be great if they do like a jedi temple series like a jedi temple series to show then this is where recasting Luke would have to come into place. Like yeah. to show like at the events from when he started to Ben's ultimate craziness. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, I'm sure that he did see all, um, all three generations. He probably at this point, Ben is maybe five years old. So I don't think he probably went immediately to the training, but give it like another five years, then yeah, they're going to be training together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, um, so. I was he there during the uh, the siege of the Jedi Temple during the uh, the prequel trilogy? I don't know. Um, <laughs> possible. I hope not. But <laughs> yeah, if that's the case, he's seen some stuff that like I he's got to be traumatized at this point. He's a long drag out of a sig. I was there yeah. at the Jedi Temple. <laughs> he's going to he's Twice. going to, he's going to the new temple. Like this place looks nice. I'll I'll be all right here. I think it's probably Skywalker's freaking out at Jedi temples. Yeah. <laughs> I think he calls it quits. I think he just walks away and says, you know, this is it for me. <laughs> I saw Anakin burn burn everything to the ground. Yeah. And now this guy Ben thinks he's all that. I'm out. I'm retiring. It's funny too. Like I, I, it'd be funny if they're in the X-Wing and, you know, Grogu, I mean, he doesn't speak, but if he did, like, it was like, what, what's your name? He's like, Luke Skywalker. He's like, yeah. no, turn it around. <laughs> yeah. Take me back. I love it. Fair <laughs> shout. So you're, you mentioned earlier, Chris, you're pretty confident we're going to see Grogu again. I, I am. Um, and uh, he could leave the temple. Like he could leave for train. I, I don't know. I, I, with the direction like that, that goodbye was very like, like heartfelt. And I, mm-hmm. I like, I, you know, I, I think that we're at least going to see Mando um, either returning to the temple or going to not returning, going to the temple to like kind of check up on him. Um, okay. Or I like, it, it's, it's hard to tell. I think we're going to see him again. I don't think we're going to see him before um, 
the attack, like like Ben's Ben's attack on the, mm-hmm. on Luke's um, Luke's um, temple, only because I they, they, they'd have to jump like thirty years in the future for that to happen, which I don't think they're gonna do. Yeah, um, but I, I think you're gonna see we're gonna see like Mando return and at least kind of check up on him. Um, but I don't know if he'll be a regular like a regular appearance next season. I, I think they're gonna start to take a different direction, but. I, he has to show up again. I, I don't. I don't see Disney throwing that opportunity away. Um, he's too much. Like I said, he's a cash cow for Disney right now. So to kind of throw that character away, it just doesn't make sense. He's just gonna find another baby named Borgo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah Borgo. first mission in season three, he's gonna find like a like a a baby uh, Admiral Akbar. <laughs> oh yeah, Moon Calamari. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um, so yeah, I mean, we we touched on does Grogu die when Ben goes nuts? I I don't know. I mean, who cares? I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure it'll be something that is fan theorized and, and talked about. So we'll see what happens in the future. And I mean, here's the thing: it's, it's like Hans mentioned. He is a cash cow, so it's possible they could just yeah. say no, he wasn't there because we haven't seen him. And then you have a Grogu series set, you know whatever yeah. 30 I'm, call, I'm calling it now at some point i'm calling it out at some point grogu learns and gets up trained well and shows up and saves mando one day oh snap like a, like a surprise like kind of like the end of this i'm calling that now so this is okay. recorded so this is great i think Fair like enough. his i think his training is going to be pretty much complete by the time ben goes nuts um mm. so i like i said we're looking at like maybe like 20 years yeah down, for sure. down the road so i would hope that he's either yeah a fully trained Jedi or he maybe he just didn't realize it wasn't for him and peaced out. <laughs> I, but I do not. Ahsoka. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's just like, nah, this is a, these people are nuts. <laughs> so. Chris season two. Season two was the Iron Man two of Star Wars. And the reason I'm saying that is because Iron Man 2 was very was built to set up the Avengers. Um, I feel like season two of Mando uh, was setting up the future of Star Wars, all their shows that they're breaking out. Like um, we're starting to see like Ahsoka's getting her series. Like it, it, who's getting her series? Ahsoka's. Then there's the um, the Rangers of the is it the New Republic, I believe it's called. Um, we're probably gonna see like I, it's gonna get to the point where like Bill Burr is gonna get his own show and. Um, <laughs> But I'm not complaining. I, I think Mando did it to the point where, like, it, we they have their established characters and they're characters that we want to like, we want to learn about and see like see their adventures. And I I, I think like Iron Man Two's purpose was basically just like, hey, we're making the Avengers. Season two, of Mando was like, yes, we're making all these shows, but at the same time, it's like, I I, I feel like they're doing it the right way in terms of just establishing already existing characters to yeah. additional series, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, it's an interesting view. And, you know, I, I agree on it. I don't see any flaw in the logic there. Um, I think our biggest concern, everybody across the board is just, you know, making sure that there's QC, some quality control, you know, quantity is going to be upping. So we got to make sure the quality stays. Uh, don't want to drive this franchise into the ground. I don't know. Yeah, any I mean, thoughts there? 
I think that's a great comparison. I feel like the TV is going to be the way to go for future for Star Wars, um, at least for, I think, successful. Um, I mean, I, th- I know they're still going to make movies, um, you know, and stuff like that, and hopefully it'll be released in theaters. But, um, you know, I think the future is for, for Star Wars. It's kind of the opposite of Marvel is use TV as your platform and hopefully launch that into some big set pieces with the movies. By the way, I would love to see Mando on a big theater screen as like, uh, I know they did it for game of Thrones, but just releasing yeah. the theaters as like an event, you know, to watch these two episodes of band though, um, back to back is like a movie. Cause uh, the, I mean, the quality is definitely there for it. I mean, I think that, I mean, that's, that's something that I would be interested in seeing period is like series or season finales slash premieres on the big screen. As long yeah. as, as long as the show fits it, I'm not talking about like, I don't yeah. want to see like, friends you know season eight finale on the screen or whatever yeah but like game of thrones is a good fit uh mando is very cinematic it would be a good fit um yeah. one of my friends uh dan on facebook actually uh, mentioned you know that that would be a good idea and i think movie theaters could probably use a boost so if um whatever studio time. behind the production time. is into it then yeah. Uh, yeah when things are back to normal you know i think releasing that is is something that as a filler could be, could be cool. Or even the, you know, before the next season launches. For sure. Um, at this point, we're pretty much done the, the episode itself. So we're just kind of going to be free floating between some various topics, but uh, the score I absolutely loved. I think Ludwig Gorenson is, uh, is great. Um, you know, watching him again in the gallery and the way that he went about making it uh, is pretty cool. But he also did the score for, um, I believe Creed one and two, I know he definitely did Creed Mm. one. And like, there is like every composer kind of has a motif where you like, you notice certain things in the score and his there's, there's like, it's hard to explain. I wish I could include a clip, but I'm not that tech savvy yet. Uh, But there's like a clip in like the Mando main theme that sounds very similar to like one of the themes from Creed. And it's like, Oh yeah, Mm. it's that guy. Um, Right. And quick, quick side note before I throw it to you guys too. Um, I really loved the score when Luke showed up. I know we're talking about Luke again, but yeah. um, it had, uh, it was, it was very like, it, this is going to sound really weird. It kind of reminded me in parts of like Terminator, um, not like the dun, 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 not that stuff, but there's like other yeah. parts of the score in between that. And it sounded kind of like that with Luke. Um so I don't know. I, I just thought he did a fantastic job in season one and two. What do you guys think? I agree. I, one of the, the strongest, like I, I love the Mando theme. Like mm-hmm. I, I really do. And when they play it at the end of like every episode, I'm like, I'm, uh, I, I will I, normally I'm like popping episodes. It's a bop. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bop. I'm popping episodes off like once they're done on like normal TV shows. But I like I listen to that all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very it's it's funny you mentioned like Creed. I, there's a, at one point like during the Mando song where it like kind of switches tunes, it sounds like part of, and, and I, I, I don't know if just my mind working, it sounds like part of the Rocky theme where yeah, it, like, oh, yeah, it, yeah. it switches. And I'm like, wow. I'm like it, it for some reason. And I'm like, man, yeah. Like that's, that's the part. And there's like part where it's like, yeah. Yeah. And like that literally sounds like rock and it drives me like, and it drove me crazy like the first two times. I'm like, what? Like, like, what is this? Like, what am I thinking of? And I happen to watch like Rocky a couple months later. I'm like, oh, it's like very similar. But it, it's funny with like the whole like Creed comparison. But yeah, 
And you have Carl Weathers in there, too. So, uh, Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, absolutely. Mando. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say the thing with, I think with scores and with anything in, in shows and music and shows, it, it definitely hits me. Um, and you know when it does, but I mean, as far as critiquing it, like, uh, I think, um, we, we might have to call in Dom, Dom as a, as a favor as someone who owns, I think every vinyl soundtrack from every, <laughs> you know, top, you know, whatever score for any movie. So, um, but yeah, I mean, there definitely was a lot of elements in that last episode, uh, you know, like Chris mentioned when Luke's coming, um, you know, through that, that definitely give you, give you the tinglys in the feels. And I think that's when, you know, you have a good composer um, to kind of, you know, make your product even more. Yeah. Tie it all together. Yeah. Uh, so, Everybody's given credit and kudos to Favreau and Filoni, and rightfully so. Yeah. You know, we're not worthy. But um, I also got to say, you know, Peyton Reed did an excellent job. I mean, nobody is talking about him, but his – and get I get it. Like, the script was already written before him and everything. But, like, mm-hmm. his direction in the episode I thought was really well done. I mean, yeah, we're sitting here picking a couple nits with logic and loopholes and stuff like that. But overall, I, I just – I thought it was a good episode and I think he deserves a lot of credit for that too. Yeah. I mean, that's been the beauty of Mando. You talk about 16 episodes and like just having, you know, some directors, you know, take, you know, one or two episodes, you know, a season and just kind of knocking it out of the park. Mm -hmm. Um, They definitely have chosen top quality. I mean, from Taika to um, what's, what's her face. I can't think of her name right now. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard. Howard, Deb Cho. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, been, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's just been so much, uh, you know, top tier, you know, directing for that. So that's been awesome. Yeah, and and I don't think they had released who was doing the like they the, like who was directing the final episode. I think until maybe either the day it was released or mm. um, or either maybe like a week before. Like I wasn't aware Peyton Reed even directed it. I saw it at the end of the show, and I'm like, wow, like the Ant-Man guy did this and, and I love Ant-Man and yeah. I did like, even just like a look at the direction from that, like even like with the whole action scenes in Ant-Man, like they're very well done. And I, I think that he, he has like a real, like it, it's obviously he's a, he's a star Wars fan because the way like he tackled some of the action in it, just the um, getting the performances out of all the actors. Like, yeah, I, I, I was pleasantly surprised to see that he was involved with it. Yeah. Okay. And it just shows the faith, of, like the faith that Disney has in him. Like this is the season finale for like their biggest show right now. Mm. So all, almost their only show right now. Yeah. So it's like something you say, like, oh, well, maybe they're gonna get like Spielberg or something to get like to do this, and they're like, oh, Peyton Reed, like this is. Let's see how this is gonna go. But then, like, you watch and you're like, wow, like, I'm, you know, I'm I'm done underestimating people. Yeah. True. Yeah. And one of the things that I was thinking about too is, is, I mean, I know we're always in the Rotten Tomato scores and in the, the rankings of where does this lie, but um, you know, looking it up, I, I looked it up on IMDb obviously afterwards and it's got a 9.9 rating for this episode. Mm. Um, now, while uh, I think that's really high, uh, you know, <laughs> I roll emoji on that just because I get it. There's the initial hype, but uh, you know, I'm also a person of like, let's count, you know, as many things as possible. And there's like 50,000 votes to that compared to other episodes of the season, which don't even have like 20,000. Mm-hmm. So let's, uh, you know, 
As, Are you saying there might be not, some bias with Star Wars fans? I think there might be. <laughs> but, you know, 9.9, .9, man. I mean, I, this episode's great, but I mean, I think a lot of that goes to the Luke reveal for it. So, um, you know, as an overall, you know, experience for the season, I absolutely love it. And I think it's a great show and I'm it's very excited for the next season. But So top I, of your head right now, like what score would you give it? Uh, I'd, I'd probably say a 9, an 8.5. 8. Like, yeah. I, I mean... I think we've definitely picked some nits in there that, you know, could help bring it down. But I mean, a 9.9, .9, the scale is a 10. Yeah. Like, I don't, you know, I don't think it's breaking, breaking the universe as far as that's concerned, but that's just what's the, What's a 10 for you? Like that's Seinfeld finale? Um, I would say, yeah, <laughs> Seinfeld finale. Yeah, I know. So that was not well received. <laughs> no. I mean, I, I think there's definitely some Game of Thrones episodes up there that mm. you could consider a 10, but I think a lot of things have to interact there. And I mean, listen, we could go, you know, 10 years in the future and they built, you know, from this episode, but you know, I look at it as kind of, you know, um, it's not that high. My man hands. What's your score? I'm, I'm disappointed. I, I, and honestly, like I, and you know, I just looking at the 9.9, .9, I, I, you know, I do disagree. Um, I, and I'm, I'm on board. I, I think it should have been a 10. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Hardcore. Hot take. I like uh, it. We're getting spicy. Sure. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, Harry, I think I agree with you. I think a nine is like a perfect spot for it. I don't think, I don't think as an episode it was perfect, but it was good enough that it yeah. it's legendary. And that's what a nine should be for me. Absolutely. Um, so and, in all, in all honesty, like IMDb is very, it, it's all those ratings are from fans. So yeah, yeah. It's not like, it's not like Rotten Tomatoes where, well, you know, you're doing you're doing your homework and you're reading things and you scroll past that and I go, what a nine point nine? It's always like very skewed. But then you look at like some, like IMDb. Like I never, I I don't necessarily take their ratings like seriously sometimes because IMDb, I've seen do you hear that this? Get, I like they get like five point eight like out of ten and I and I've ended up loving them. Like thanks, I, Chris. You just blew the IMDb sponsorship. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Lady, ladies and gentlemen uh, be ready for the 5.8 movies that chris loves yeah that's the next episode 5.8 movies that i enjoy um but yeah it, it's i think 9.9 .9, in all honesty is a is a little high like i would rank it somewhere well, you said in, like, a 10 yeah 12 yeah. why not let's forget yeah, the scale. higher um I, I, would, 10, I, it's 100. <laughs> I would go like 8.5 like 9 it, it's hard it's hard yeah. to review individual episodes of shows i've always like kind of seen yeah so that's I'll, true yeah. no yeah and like In i said context. i mean i think if you rank the show that's you know it hasn't gone on for seven seasons and you know we've checked out after season five so but yeah it was just something i thought of um when i saw it but yeah i mean overall i think the season was great i mean i think they definitely took what was good about season one and definitely took it you know up another level for it um you know some of the cameos and you know even with the directors of bringing you know some directors who did episodes in season one back was was crucial but i mean i think sean or sorry chris's uh you know comparison to you know the uh iron man 2 reference is spot on of helping build the universe there's a lot of things set up this season that will hopefully you know, we'll look back on and say, you know, hey, this was the first episode for this. And, you know, that's when we got introduced to that character for people like me who didn't watch the Clone Wars. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm not uh, alone here, but I really enjoy the, um, the lone wolf and cub aspect of the first two seasons. So mm. now that the cub is going to be gone and it's just the lone wolf, uh, yeah. we'll, see, we'll see how that goes. But um, I have faith that they'll keep the quality up. Hmm. Yeah. And, and I, season two, I, 
one of the things that like kind of bothered me with the first season, and it it, it didn't really have a, like a I don't want to say it didn't have a direction, but it was very like a, like a mission of the week where like nothing really like they kind of had their own individual stories. I think season two kind of fell into that a few things like with the the frog people and their eggs. Like it was, <laughs> that was very, great. It was a very I always thought that was a very weird episode, but at the same time, I'm like I I, I didn't hate it like. I believe that one was also directed by Peyton Reed, by the way. Was it? Yeah, I think so. I did not know that. So I'm taking back <laughs> everything I said. Um, no, but well, I, I, I think that um, there's, so, there's such a large world in Star Wars that has never been explored. And now that we're starting to like kind of – even we're like backtracking to like Boba Fett. Like I, I, my, favorite, like my favorite moment of the whole second season was Boba Fett coming back and just like wiping out that the um battalion was, of yeah like, i i'd like i love that useless I'm, stormtroopers I'm, <laughs> I'm glad they did that and i and i really want to see like i'm glad they're doing the the boba show um i i think the way they introduced that was great overall season two like it, it had more of a, a path from like beginning to end and it really like it strengthened the relationship between grogu and mando mm-hmm. uh, but uh yeah, I, I it was definitely a strong second season coming off like it was, season one was I felt like was going to be hard to kind of beat and build off of, but they're doing all the right things with introducing new characters that like we actually care about and are developing, and for the future of Star Wars TV, I think that um, it, it did its job and did it very effectively. Fair, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think with that end scene there, you know, when, when if you didn't watch all the way through the credits, you should. Um, but yeah, when Boba shows up, I mean, I think it's, I think what I love most about it is that it's taking a character that we were introduced to this season or a storyline that we were introduced and building on that, as opposed to giving us like the Thanos reveal of like, here we go, there's a bigger picture and then recasting, not recasting Thanos, but reimagining Thanos as, you know, a character. Um, so I was happy they didn't show like Thrawn or anything like that um for it but i uh i gotta i gotta disagree with chris i'm, I'm not excited for the uh, the the boba show um he was really? never really like i mean he really got punked in in <laughs> the way he went out um That's fair. so he was never <laughs> like <Han> solo <laughs> he was he was never he was never for me a character that i was like all about so i mean listen will i watch it probably um but i think you know when when you talk about even like, you know, like we all watch for pretty much with our wives for the most part, or, you know, with friends, I think there's going to be some people who just are like, you know, where's, where's Grogu, you know, this isn't Mando, isn't he part of, you know, and I know that was, you know, kind of a thing there for, for my wife, where it was like, you know, is he, is Mando like Boba? And, you know, that, that kind of, you know, missing link might, might happen a lot there for, for people. Well, I'll tell you what, I can't get enough Ming-Na Wen. <laughs> I love her. So, uh, you know, even going back to, well, Mulan yeah. and Street Fighter and ER, like I've always followed her career and uh, right. I'm excited that she's getting a part in one of the, the holy trinity of Disney. You know, she was already the princess yeah. uh, and she was already in Marvel with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So now that she's going to have... Uh, a big part in the show it's um, like hbo they just use use the people they know and just keep circling around it works man she's she's a great one to do that with yeah uh chris you have any hot takes about disney <laughs> <laughs> so 
one of the biggest things, and 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 Harry and I have had, and, and like in our, and even in our group chats, have had had numerous discussions of what Harry call, I even and call what it is. It's the MCU formula. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I think that Disney kind of needs to start taking risks in term with some of their movies. I, I never felt like at any point any of these characters in season two or like anywhere like were any kind of serious threat. Like I, the, there were never like stakes against them. Frog like, lady's eggs were in mortal danger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Other than that, like the only person that like I and I think the last the only major death that they've had on um, on Mando was the droid from season one at the end when the he went IG, out in the yeah. lava. Mm-hmm. Other than that, like, and I'm not saying, like, I'm not one of those that says, like, you need to kill off a main character, you need to kill off a main character to be effective. But I think that, like, Disney kind of, it's always that MCU formula of, like, you never feel like that the hero is, like, in any kind of mortal danger, only because Mm -hmm. they are, like, it's very hard to kind of explain. But, I mean, you've seen it with all, like, 20-something Marvel movies. Up until Endgame, like, it it took them, like, what 10 years to yeah. kill off a major character there was a scene there was a scene in this one where kara's gun gets jammed and she's like i gotta reload she's like i'll cover you and there's like five stormtroopers and it's not like kara's behind a wall she's like literally standing in a hallway and there's like maybe a structure that kind of leans over one way but five stormtroopers got at least a clear shot to hit her and i mean i think this is where it goes to the world building like kind of like you're saying chris it's like Marvel did do like 20 whatever amount of movies before they decided to start, you know, cutting some, some people out. I mean, yeah, there was probably loss in between there, you know, uh, Tony Stark's father and stuff like that. Spoiler. If you don't know how the Marvel movies go, but um, you know, there, there is an element here where, you know, down the line, we're definitely going to get some change with that, but yeah, there is that, you know, sense of invincibility, but when you're running against stormtroopers, you know, you, you stand a, a really good chance of surviving. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, but I and I I I think like like and I'm gonna repeat this. I'm not saying that like you need to kill off like Cara Dune or like anything like that. But there's no, I I I never felt like when they stormed that base, like that they were in any kind of danger. Like Mando got his head bashed in. We talked about it earlier, and yeah. he eventually and then he went to go fight someone else. <laughs> well. He's resilient. <laughs> no, no marks, no marks for him, no scars. <laughs> yeah, he pulled off that helmet. Looking all fresh. Emotional scars, not even physical yeah. scars. And uh, Harry, you had some thoughts on uh, uh, Boba? Listen, I mean, I'll have to save that maybe for the Mando season three preview or the Book of, Book of Boba Fett. But like, you know, there was definitely some quick cutting when his action scenes were going on. So I don't know if we need to find someone and have him do the voice. But, um, you know, I think I think there might be. You're talking to uh, recast yeah. the role and have Tim do the voice, right? Uh, that's what I'm, I think I'm talking about because you know listen I'm not in any fighting shape at all um but you know maybe maybe we might need to rethink that because there's definitely some fast fast cutting scenes with him or some scenes where I was like oh looks like how can he kick his ass or her ass so um with that yeah. hey buddy it's 2021 dad bob's in my friend <laughs> and look it's not Quarantine. like if Quarantine. you're in the sarlacc pit for five years or however long he's in there it's not like he's like doing Listen, curls and stuff you know i gotta ask did he eat this the sarlacc and that's how he got out is that what happened he, he ate, ate his way out of the sarlacc that's what that's you're what asking I'm thinking. that's what i'm that's what i'm asking five yeah, no. years 
No, that's not. I don't think that's it. That, that, that belly was on full display during that. Like when he came back, like you can you could see that belly. Like he had that skirt on. I'm like, Ooh, they they guys, probably couldn't put him in a pair of pants because it would just like dangle over. You guys are rough on my man. I yeah. personally, I'm fine with it. I don't think they need to recast. You know, it it puts some real world heft. <laughs> and gravitas listen, they gotta it. they gotta film they gotta film the next season now but uh, like anything else i mean if you watch any show um like and i would just use cobra kai for example if you mm. watch season one of cobra kai and then you see some of the characters they introduce for season two it's like oh like when did this person all of a sudden get in amazing shape as a mm. young 18 year old kid and it's like you know there'll definitely be some i'm sure he'll be doing some training in the off season before they uh, start filming the show this is kind of tangential to that, but I was yeah. uh, number one. I was excited to learn that they they cast. Uh, I think his name is um, Matthew Atwood, um, mm-hmm. who played Bib Fortuna in episode one, uh, and he played him again as Bib Fortuna um, in the uh, the prologue of this. So I thought that was pretty right. cool. But yeah. I also loved how he just sat there, like getting large and in charge eating like doing the java deal he's like you know what i'm running the throne now i'm gonna be all these green gooey things that java liked no salacious crumb i was a little disappointed no uh no salacious crumb but we did get him a clunky so that's cool yeah yeah (laughs) i and and last point on that like my my favorite part of that whole scene is like normally like i feel like you'd have someone like like kind of just like talk a little more like and like kind of like explain like whatever boba's just like nah <laughs> yeah, he's no. like Dude. guns like, I, I thought you were dead blah blah and boba's just like nah i'm like boba <laughs> yeah no i'm not he's like i'm not out. get out of my chair good stuff well um i yeah. mean we hit a lot a lot of points with that episode that's it for show notes uh you guys have any thoughts uh or anything else you wanted to wrap up with that that we didn't touch on no, I mean, I would say I'm excited to uh, to touch base on other shows. I mean, now we have some time to kind of, you know, digest Mando, have people, you know, do second, third, fourth rewatches. You know, um, Book of Boba will be coming out, um, you know, and stuff like that. So there'll be there'll be more stuff coming from it. Uh, but and I mean, they got all those other shows down the pipe. So yeah, cool. Hands, anything from you? No, I mean, it, it, it it's good to see, like, kind of discuss like in these times like it's it's good to have like this uh <laughs> these shows to kind of like lean on um I, I think it's good that you know discuss it with you guys um I, there's a lot more coming down the um the line i mean not just from mm-hmm. star wars but we have like marvel shows are starting up we have wandavision starting up next week i'm sure harry's excited about that and um whatever yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no i mean i feel like there's so much things that you know we we can so much more things we could talk about as well and mm-hmm. i'm just looking forward to further discussing cool mm-hmm. well i appreciate you guys joining me you will be here every week um because i own your souls uh but also because you want to um yes that's right you signed that contract Harry. you can't get out of it now seven years but uh, we are going to be diving into various areas of fandom not just tv shows so we'll be looking at fandom i said but pop culture is what i actually meant um so we'll be looking at all kinds of things and discussing uh so no no timeline on when our next episode is going to be but we're looking to make this maybe a weekly or bi-weekly thing so it'll be soon so just keep uh keep an eye out for that make sure you 
like and comment and subscribe. Thank you, Harry. Absolutely. Uh, I saw Follow, your face in there. Leave a review. Um, Make sure it's five stars. Yes, absolutely. If you get a chance, leave a review uh, or you know comment on YouTube, uh, whatever. Um, but we appreciate you guys listening in with us. And let's see. Anything you guys want to say before we sign out? No. <laughs> okay. Dead silence. Crickets. All right. Well, I will sign off with my tagline then. And that is live spicy, my friends. Live spicy.